Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the program. 1-800-878-PLAY gets you in. And um, Croatia and Spain. This We're in the knockout rounds now. This is when it gets good. Win or go home. Uh, Croatia and Spain 1-1 now playing at the Parkin Stadium in Ulmlaven, Denmark. And we'll see what happens there. Now... There's nothing better than than good, I should stress good, good international soccer. I feel bad that the Copa America is going on right now um, because that definitely takes a backseat uh, for me. But were it not, I would be hella watching the Copa America right now. It's kind of a waste of a great tournament to have it on at the same time. But whatever, that's the way the timing is. In fact, this is still, if you look at all the signage and the graphics and each individual jersey that these guys wear, it still says Euro 2020 on it. Um, now we're hearing with the uh, the Olympics in Tokyo, there was a member of the Uganda Olympic team that tested positive for COVID and now another. And so they wonder how did these guys get through the airport in Tokyo? And so now they're quarantined, and there's all these uh, Japanese doctors saying cancel the Olympics. They're not going to cancel the Olympics. Uh, But they do say that no fans whatsoever is still an option. So we could have Olympic events with just officials, and it could happen. Um, But I do remember I was uh, coming into a radio show. I was doing a solo show on a weekend, and the two guys before me were doing a handoff, and they said this is on 95.7 The Game. Um, it was Josh Rosenberg, very good broadcaster, and he said, Rick, I've been talking. We think March Madness is the greatest thing in sports, and you probably agree. And I said, there's the World Cup, and then Brad Pitt, 50 feet of poo, and then everything else. I should have said the World Cup and the European Championship. But that's how, <clears throat> that's the, it's just the importance, or as I like to say, the import. There's nothing, nothing bigger and nothing better. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Nothing bigger, better, except hour number two. Come on back. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Get more miles on the road with O'Reilly Auto Parts. A clean fuel system means better gas mileage for your car. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. For a clean, lubricated, more fuel-efficient system, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, check me out, Lawrence, coast to coast, around the world on American Forces uh, Radio Network. Uh, let's bring in a musician now. We're quite happy to have Thomas Polychuk. He has a uh, brand new uh, EP, and it's called Shadows Exposed. Thomas, welcome to the show. And I know in Shadows Exposed, the EX is kind of highlighted in a different color. Is there sort of a double entendre going on there? Hey, man, uh, thanks for having me uh 
Uh, no, actually, it was just a design thing. So, uh, yeah. Now, I know you are from uh, Montreal. Is there sort of a Quebecois sound to the region, or is it uh, more individualistic, do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, good question. You know, I'm a you know, French-Canadian, uh, you know, born and raised, but, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, my EP is really more is everything I'm uh, inspired with, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's not, uh, it's not more local than anything else. It's, you know, it's rock the way I, the way I, uh, I would do it. Was there a Montreal band that influenced you? You know, I don't mean like men without hats, but was there another Montreal like rocker band that you, uh, aspired to kind of like, uh, be like, um, man, that's a good question. Uh, there's so many good, you know, musicians here in Montreal, but you know, it's, it's funny because rock is not the biggest, uh, is not the biggest genre here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people sing in French, uh, um, you know, I'm going to be one of the rare French Canadians that sing in English. Uh, I can say Arcade Fire are, uh, are a very inspiring rock band from Montreal. So, yeah. Do you ever, uh, what is the decision to sing in English? Is it just because there's going to be a bigger audience for it? Uh, no, not necessarily, not necessarily. I just, I've been listening to rock music my whole life, uh-huh. uh, rock and pop, and, you know, I was just more inspired to sing in, 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 in English. There's just something, you know, musical to it, uh, especially with all my, you know, inspirations being English acts. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess once the Beatles started singing, most people wanted to <laughs> sing in English, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what my dad tells me all the time. It's like people are going to tell you, you're uh, you're in Quebec, you should sing in French, and you should embrace your language. It's not that I don't like French; I love French. But mm-hmm. and he was saying, you know, since the Beatles uh, started, you know, uh, came out, everybody wanted to, wanted to sing in English. So right, yeah. So yeah. just just as an aside, um, what was it about 15 years ago when there was talk of Quebec seceding from Canada and becoming its own sovereign state? Uh, did you? Yeah, I was. What did you think yeah, of that? Sorry. I was. Uh, I mean, I was a kid back then. I didn't even understand what mm. that meant. You know, I remember watching TV and and I was. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I was. I don't know. Five years old or something. And I was asking, what is all that rioting about? And my, my, <laughs> my parents would tell me, well, they want to separate Quebec from Canada. And I was like, how are they going to do that? They're going to saw it like off and we're going to, you know, <laughs> I just didn't understand. And <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I, it's not, I don't want to, you know, be too political, but I, I love my country. I, I love Canada. Yeah. I love, you know, I love the culture of, we're a mix of, so many cultures so why not embrace the fact you know that we have you know different languages and you know so many cultures here in montreal you know what right. i mean no i hear yeah. you like uh, there was during trump there was some talk about california trying to secede and they'd have the fifth biggest mm-hmm. gross national product and i'm you know i'm third generation californian lived here my whole life mm-hmm. but, but I, I would help the other 49 states fight to keep california part of the united states so i hear what you're saying all right yeah. let, let's get back to the music i got off on an aside there <laughs> we're speaking yeah. with thomas, <laughs> thomas polychuk um I, I think any great 
drummer or guitarist, you, you got to start when you're like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Was it the same for you? I actually started younger than that. I was uh, six years old mm. when my dad bought me a guitar. So, uh, you know, he was a, a fan of like, you know, uh, Cat Stevens and all these, you know, singer songwriters of the 70s. Uh, he bought me a guitar because I seemed interested because I always asked for guitar toys. So he bought, at six years old, he bought me a guitar and showed me a couple chords and I just, I just never stopped. So, um, you know, it's funny, the other day I was uh, talking to somebody who made a movie about underground fight clubs, and I always thought, you know, are those things really real or not? But do you, are you part of them underground fight clubs? Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> if anything, <laughs> it's a much cleaner version of, of the movie Fight Club. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not aware of, you know, Things like that are going. There probably are going on, but I'm not aware of them. All all I'm doing is uh, they're called smoker fights. Mm. So a smoker fight is is part of the is part of the game. It's like the the practice before the the sanctioned fight. So uh, generally, it's going to be between gyms, you know, local gyms, or sometimes it's going to be a uh, another state if you're in the United States. Um, but they're not sanctioned fights. Uh, you know, they're not sanctioned fights. So officially, there's no winner. Um, but still, they, it's, it's, it's important to have these, these fights uh, to get the fighter ready um, to his first fight. I'm not sure about the, the, you know, the legal aspect of it in every state, but obviously here it's, it's not illegal. Uh, uh, but it, it could be. It depends on the regulations of the, the state or the province or whatever. Speaking of the province, how crazy is everybody going for the Habs right now? Um, pretty crazy, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, you know, rioting, and the, there was uh, some uh, crazy stuff happening, you know, uh, in Montreal here. But I guess people were just happy, and they've been, you know, locked in their their apartments and their houses for so long. They're just like <laughs> they're going crazy. But I mean, it's we're we're happy. We're we're happy. All right, before I let you go, tell everybody with uh, Shadows Expose, your new uh, EP, uh, what are people going to get with the uh, the five tracks there? Um, you know, it's it's rock music. I like to, you know, stay in the typical rock pop format for, for music, but still I, I like to push the boundaries a little bit with, you know, especially uh, super technical guitar solos, uh, you know, uh, uh, some uh, textures with synthesizers and stuff. So if you like pop music, rock music, but on the on the prog side, I think you you'll enjoy my EP. Shadows exposed is the name. How do we get our hands on it? Uh, it's going to be out on July twenty third. So it's going to be available everywhere on uh, you know Spotify. It's only digitally though, but uh, still Spotify, YouTube. Apple Music, all these platforms. You should check me out on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Paulie Chuck. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, so and a Spotify. There, there, there are songs already out, so you should definitely check it out. It's P O L Y C H U K. Thomas Paulie Chuck, the new EP. C H U C K. What's that? C H U C K, as in C H U C K, as in as in as in Chuck Norris, Paulie <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> All right, sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> Once again, P-O-L-Y-C-H-U-C-K. 
Thomas Polychuk, yeah. I got it right. The new EP is yeah. called Shadows Exposed. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That's cool. You know, it, it's... Um, as you know, there are a lot of people saying, I'm moving to Canada. One of the cool things uh, about Canada is that everybody's bilingual. Well, unless you were dumb in school because they shove French down your throat. Well, obviously, if you grow up in uh, Quebec, you're going to speak it uh, as your native tongue. But, uh, yeah, when you're a sponge and you're learning those extra languages, that pays off down the line. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. your dog is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is maybe they seem slow or lethargic and maybe they just don't have energy wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life pet joy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products if your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want just let us know and we'll make it right totally risk-free what do you have to lose you can't buy Pet Joy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. 
In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. All right, thank you for that. Uh, we got a, a surfer book coming up. Uh, well, the author, anyway, in the next segment. 2-1, Spain over Croatia right now, 68th minute in Copenhagen. Croatia needs to uh, just put another striker. need to throw the kitchen sink here pretty soon. 1-800-878-PLAY. The uh, All-Star Game uh, finalists. It's a weird thing that they've been doing the last few years. But the voting is uh, much more complicated than it used to be because there's two phases. Phase one is down, and now we're on to phase three. Three players at each position outside of pitchers and just nine outfielders thrown together. And so the votings, uh, the voting totals will now completely reset than what we had before. And something uh, which I think is interesting is the first time I can think ever, there are no Oakland A's. <laughs> uh, Matt Olson uh, is hitting over 300 and has over 20 home runs and is a gold glove first baseman. Uh, he definitely should be the A's rep, but you never know. Um, if you don't get a starter at a position, usually they just take a reliever, but I don't know what reliever they could possibly take. Um, I guess they could take a, a starter from the rotation. Um, they could throw a bone to Sean Manaya. I don't know, but I really hope that it is Matt Olson, especially since um, I believe he's going to be participating in the home run derby. Why wouldn't you at Coors Field if that was ever going to be the time? But let's take a look now at the final three in each league. For the catchers, National League, Buster Posey, Yadier Molina, and Willie Contreras. So Posey and Molina are two of the best catchers of their generation. Uh, Molina is a Hall of Fame lock, and you would think that Posey will probably end up in the Hall of Fame as well. Willie Contreras with the Cubs... No arguments there. In the junior circuit, Salvi Perez with the Royals, Martin Maldonado with Houston, and Yasmani Grandal with the White Sox. Um, it just seems over the years that Salvador Perez is going to be the all-star starter. First base in the senior circuit, Max Muncie, former pick of the A's out of Baylor. Freddie Freeman of the Braves, the MVP, and Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs. Um, and then in the American League, Vlad Guerrero Jr. of the Blue Jays, Yuli Gurriel of the Astros, and Jose Abreu of the White Sox. You can't really argue if, you know, people say, oh, this is an abomination. Why isn't Matt Olson there? 
you can't argue with Vlad. You can't argue with, um, I mean, I guess you could make a teeny argument with Abreu. Uh, Guriel is just still a bigger name. Remember, Guriel was the guy who did the Asian eyes. He made the slant eyes with his fingers, and then he got suspended just for one game, though, was able to play in the World Series. Uh, second base, Ozzy uh, uh, Albies with the Atlanta Braves, Adam Frazier of the Pirates, Gavin Lux with the uh, Dodgers. Adam Frazier, a little bit of a surprising name there. Gavin Lux, the kid, you would think Albies would be the guy. Second base, um, El Cerrito resident Marcus Simeon will be, um, is one of the three. And uh, we also have uh, Jose Altuve, boo, and DJ LeMahieu, the batting champ, back with the Yanks. At shortstop, Fernando Tatis Jr., Javi Baez, and how about Brandon Crawford? Deserving uh, surprise on the three there. Uh, shortstop in the AL, Xander Bogarts of Boston, Bo Bichette of Toronto, and Carlos Correa of the Astros. Boo. These guys are getting booed because of garbage can gate. And they used to hit a gate, and it was gate gate. Third base, Chris Bryant. Uh, Cub fans are happy. I'm still saying that he's with the Cubs. Nolan Arenado with St. Louis and Justin Turner of the Dodgers. To me, Arenado is the guy. Uh, third base in the American League, Rafael Devers with Boston, Alex Bregman with the Astros, and Yoan Moncada with the White Sox. And if Matt Chapman could hit over 250, he might have made this list over Moncada, but he didn't. Outfielders. As I mentioned, nine in each league. In the NL, Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves, Mookie Betts, Nicholas Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Jock Peterson, who's with the Cubs, remember, Juan Soto, Chris Taylor, Jesse Winker, He's with the Reds, as is Castellanos. And then there's little Yaz. How about Mikey Skremski? Not too shabby to get in. In the American League, Mike Trout, Hurt, Aaron Judge, Brian Buxton, Michael Brantley, Adolis Garcia. He's with Texas, if you don't know that name. Teoscar Hernandez is with uh, the Blue Jays. Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins, a lot of people might not know him, especially National League fans. He's with the Orioles. Alex Verdugo, former top prospect with the Dodgers, now with Boston. And uh, Randall Grichik with the Blue Jays. And uh, i got to say, it's been a pretty good uh, renaissance to Grichik's career. Remember, he was picked before Trout um, in uh, the draft, and uh, he's hung around. DH, um, that's just a vote for the American League. And uh, that's Shoya Otani, J.D. Martinez, and Jordan Alvarez. And they shouldn't even have a vote <laughs> because I would think if you could see the, who is the most wanted player in this All-Star game, you know, before the season began, I probably would have said Tatis. But I would think even more than Tatis, people want to see Shohei Otani, the Babe Ruth. And we don't just want to see Shohei Otani, who, by the way, will be in the Home Run Derby. We want to see Shohei Otani pitch as well. 
And it's not a joke. It's not like putting in a position player to pitch. Uh, he knows what he's doing, and he's got some good numbers. So the starters will be revealed on uh, Thursday of um, this week, a couple of days. It'll be on MLB Network, and the rest of the roster spots will be revealed on the 4th of July, which is uh, this Sunday. The All-Star Game will be on Tuesday, July 13th at Coors Field. Now, the old saying of, uh, well, the old rule of everybody gets at least one player on the team, um, I have argued many times over the years with people who think that's a stupid rule. Um, I don't. I think it keeps people interested when one guy on their team makes it, and you'd say, well, someone deserving doesn't make it. And, well, remember the days when you could write in candidates and uh, the starting eight position players were all Cincinnati Reds? And they had ballot stuffing. That used to be, you know, a rite of passage before the internet. You'd go to the park and you'd get your little punch card and you'd punch out your little things and you'd turn them in and you'd try to get another ballot. Some guys would get a big stack and they'd get one of those like little, uh, you know, metal rods that you put in a turkey on Thanksgiving <laughs> and you like poke through 50 at a time or whatever they could do and then just keep voting over and over again. 3-1 Spain now. This looks like this is done and dusted. Spain has scored four times, once in their own net. Uh, Croatia is just not able to hang. Croatia barely got to this phase, but they don't have the some of the uh, Danish uh, or uh, Czech magic that those two underdogs had. Uh, and Spain is just too tough. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Anyway, back to the All-Star game. The whole rule of having a, one of your guys in, I think it's a great rule. There's never been a case where someone has made the All-Star game who has been an absolute disaster. Like if you had a team, let's just say my A's, everyone on my team was hitting under 200 and all the pitchers' ERAs were 11, and they had to take one, then I might say I'd be open to changing the rule. But it's never been that. Like this year, I think it should be Matt Olson, Gold glove first baseman, over 20 home runs, hitting over 300. What do you want? There's nothing embarrassing about that. And plus, you say, oh, a deserving all-star doesn't make it. If you truly are one of the very, very, very best, you're going to make the all-star game. But I just think about the NBA all-star game. Between um, David Lee making it and then whatever it was, 12 years before that, Latrell Sprewell, I was never super interested in the actual all-star game. I wanted to see Jason Richardson in the slam dunk contest, and I wanted to see you know, uh, somebody in a three-point comp. But there was never a case of me saying, oh, I got to watch Magic and Jordan and Kobe. Because and, no one was playing any defense. And honestly, we're at the point now that I almost don't even, I mean, even when there's like Steph Curry. But this is the thing you talk about. Is this uh, the sport of players? The NBA is the sport of players. You have Team LeBron and Team Durant. You don't even have West and East anymore. Of course it's about the players. And MLB, they complain, oh, how come MLB players aren't more famous? Well, um, I mean, that's on them. They want to be famous, don't they? Take off your hat. Oh, no, I recognize you. Well, you should have anyway. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back.
own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. I know, I know, I know. It happens to me sometimes. Uh, but anyway, 
Welcome back to the program. It's great to have you with us at uh, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show author Jim Kempton. Uh, He has a new book coming out on July 6th from Pegasus Books called Women on Waves, A Cultural History of Surfing from Ancient Goddesses and Hawaiian Queens to Malibu Movie Stars and Millennial Champions. Jim, welcome to the show. Was there any pushback from Pegasus on the subtitle of that book? Actually, they wrote the subtitle. (laughs) (laughs) So, surfing as a, you know, just a... um, uh, what can I say, uh, in the history of the world, wh- how, how, how late does it go back? And does it go back to like the Hawaiian islands like we kind of assume? So actually it starts in the 1600s. Um, and I started there mostly because uh, the, the oldest surfboard that's been discovered um, in the world that, that scientists know of uh, came from around, uh, from a princess in Hawaii uh, around they think around 1640. Wow! And uh, how did they know it was? I mean, I guess, and to some extent, people have been floating on water, but surfing, of course, is obviously for recreation. So, what, did anybody? I mean, because you can't really surf unless you paddle yourself. So, uh, how has surfing changed one way or the other? Well, in some ways, it's changed dramatically, and in other ways, it's it's changed not at all. I mean, the, uh, the the waves that people are surfing now that you know go up to you know seventy plus feet, and uh, just uh, to put that in perspective for um, from the women's side uh, in two thousand forty, um, the largest wave surfed by a man or a woman was surfed by a woman, which is interesting in itself. But what's even more interesting is the fact that second largest wave ridden in 2020 was also ridden by a woman um, and both were over 70 feet so from that standpoint one you know women certainly have uh, you know sort of reached a, a new a new pinnacle uh, in achievement and, and performance but the joy of just riding waves um, I think is probably not changed from the days of you know early early Polynesia. And I was thinking, too, if there's any sport that would be inclusive, it would be the chill sort of hang loose, hang ten surfer dudes. But on the other hand, there's misogyny and sexism and everything. So what was it like for those early female surfers to kind of get in with the guys? So here's, here's a, an interesting thing, and this I found out mostly from doing my research uh, on, on the early days that in Hawaii, uh, women were really equal in surfing. And many times women won the contests, partially because style was a much bigger factor in those days. And, and women, of course, are incredibly stylish. But, uh, but also just because I think that there was no real sense of, of uh, you know, a, a woman's role uh, in, in terms of, of pleasure and, and you know, being uh, out, out in, in, the, in the surf. So women, they have a lot of oral records of, of women uh, and, and surfing. And the huge of surf of the Hawaiian legends that, and that's part of why they know who this, this, uh, this 
success was they found us in a tomb. The the Hawaiian the Hawaiian royalty were like were like the pharaohs. They you know they they had tombs and they put all of their favorite stuff in with the with the person when they died. So they found this board. And they knew that this was this particular uh, princess, and and then they could you know listen to the oral history and, and find out all the things that she did. How did you go about researching this? Um, because, uh, I mean, how long did it take to find out? Because it's probably not something that most people can just, you know, look up in a library. You had to take, kind of take a deep dive, as they say. Yeah, it was it was a, a solid two years of just just um, researching. And, and the, the one thing, I guess, it's, that makes it a lot easier today is that the Internet allows you to reach into places and to drill down into things in terms of original sources, that would have been probably impossible previous to this, you know, even to this decade, um, just because it, that there's so much stuff that's been put on the Internet now that you can eventually get to, uh, even if you have to write to people. But just as an example, you know, um, the Australian, you know, the Australian Historical Archives, there's no way I could have flown to Australia and spent days and asked them, gee, could you pull out you know the uh, you know the, all the stuff about women and surfing <laughs> that just wouldn't have happened. You know, but but now that it's that it's cataloged and it's cross referenced and it's on the internet, I can literally ask them where to go within the archival system, and I can pull up, uh, for instance, any any newspaper from the era, and and uh, you know daily. And then find the original sources of you know who was surfing someplace. If there was an article about that in, in one of the newspapers, um, you can find it. Literally, uh, um, go to these original sources and find out what was actually going on at the time in real time. Got more questions for Jim Kempton. The new book, Women on Waves. Um, it's one thing to you know write a book, uh, you know, like a history book, whatever. But you also want to keep it kind of a flowing, riveting narrative throughout. So what was the approach stylistically when, when people were looking at the book saying a little more of this, a little more of that? Because you want to you keep it moving, but you also are trying to inform as well. And I think that's one of the main challenges to get a good book out. It, it totally was probably the biggest challenge outside of trying to you know, have every... Um, um, woman who was significant or who deserving to be in the book. But the, the really hard thing was to try to get it to be, as you described it, a narrative as opposed to an encyclopedia. Um, I didn't want it to be just uh, something where, you know, I listed who was good and what they, and, and what their, what their credits were and what, what contests they won. I wanted to try and find um, a way, for instance, to put different women in, in, in particular eras, um, with a with a thematic aspect behind that, um, and connect them with threads that go through the you know the entire the entire history of, of surf. What's the story like right around after World War One? There's a story about Agatha Christie surfing in Hawaii. What that sounds like it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you might think so, but there's tons of pictures of her. And it's in her journals and uh, mentioned in 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 um, um, you know her writings uh, all around that uh, that you can find if you um, spend enough time <laughs> digging like I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. And she was not only uh, you know um, 
one of the first women surfers. She was actually one of the first British surfers ever. Um, and of course, at that time, you kind of had to be rich to travel. Um, and she was the best-selling author of all time. So she had plenty of money, and she and her husband went on this round-the-world cruise for the something that was happening in, in, in a British uh, Jubilee celebration. And, um, and they stopped off in South Africa, actually, first, and experienced surfing there, riding prone. They just rode in, you know, on, uh, on, uh, in a soup on, on the waves. And then when they got to Hawaii and they checked into the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, they looked out their window and saw all these people out riding waves, and they immediately went downstairs and, and rented surfboards and, and, uh, and went out and surfed Queens. It's crazy. And this year, I think a lot of people don't know, surfing is going to be in the Olympics. So how is that going yeah. to go? Well, you know, they're, they're holding it in Japan, uh, and they're holding it on an island uh, just off the coast of, of, uh, of Tokyo. And, um, and it actually gets quite good waves. Whether or not they will have a swell is like anywhere in the world you need, you know, for the conditions in the swell to be right in order to have really great surf. But it is a place that has that opportunity, uh, and and, uh, and and the options are are really good for when you know, this this summer swells. Um, so there are women from each of the. I think there's 14 countries that uh, are are uh, bringing women uh, as competitors, and it will be it will be really fascinating to see how that turns out because one of the things that that is different is when you have a single uh, event like the Olympics. Um, it's it's if you're doing a race, that's one thing because you have a time of crossing the finish line. But when you have a really subjective sport like surfing, um, the, the conditions could be such that the the women who you might think were the world champions don't always win that particular contest. Last question for you. When you were doing the research of the book, what was maybe one of your favorite little anecdotes that you discovered? So one of them was that uh, in Australian history, uh, a, a woman uh, named Isabel Latham uh, was, has been considered the, the woman, the first surfer in Australia and the woman who sort of introduced surfing to the Australian world and she uh, Duke Hanamoku came uh, and uh, did an exhibition at Freshwater Beach in Sydney there 3,000 people there and he asked if anyone wanted to to, uh, to to ride with him and this girl stepped out Isabel Latham and he took her out with him and threw up on her shoulders and rode in and the crowd cheered and, uh, and from then on that's been sort of in the Australian lore and uh, so I, as, as I was saying, going to original sources and reading this, the, the Sydney newspapers of that time, to find out that uh, not only is it Latham not the first surfer uh, in, in Australia, she wasn't even the first woman surfer. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so that was a, that was a shock. Now, some of the academics there had known that. That's how I found out was through academics that, you know, writings that had been done by you know, by, by professors in, in Australia. It's still something that I think very few people know, even in Australia, and that you know, she's still considered the, you know, the iconic woman that they know. Very cool. There's nothing but anything like it. The book's called Women on Wave. It's a cultural history of surfing from ancient goddesses and Hawaiian queens to Malibu movie stars and millennial champions. It's available from Pegasus Books on July 6th. We've been speaking with the author Jim Kempton, 
Jim, congratulations on the book, and thanks for stopping by. It was a real pleasure. Enjoyed talking. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Pilot. important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece.
93% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, in the 85th minute, Spain was winning 3-1 over Croatia. It was kind of a fait accompli. But no, this is why we love sports. A ball scrambled in. They thought cleared off the line, but clearly over, made it 3-2. And then in the 93rd minute, a cross and a glancing header, 3-3. We're going to go to extra time now in Copenhagen between Croatia and Spain. And um, I can't tell you how many times, especially Tottenham, we're famous for losing points out of winning positions. There's something about extra time. Uh, Well, I should say there's something about... uh, uh, time added on, and then when you do get to uh, extra time, el tiempo suplementario, uh, where the nerves start to catch in. So we're going to get uh, two 15-minute halves, and at the end of those, we might have penales. We might have uh, penalty kicks. But it was a, a pure case of uh, Spain. I mean, look, there were some subs. Uh, there were some defenders put on. But uh, it was a case of uh, thinking that the game was over and not playing with the urgency they needed. And uh, the guy who <laughs> gave up the goal or who was sort of marking uh, the uh, the guy who made the third equalizer immediately points at the goalie like, what are you doing? The the amount of blame, the amount of under-the-bus throwing, as you want, if you want, that happens in soccer is pretty amazing. I don't think we would go for it in America. <laughs> we call it being showed up here. Sometimes you might have a guy going like, ah, oh, what are you doing? But you don't sit there and you... My favorite is guys who punch the air. Now, you do that to the ref a lot, too. You just sort of take a wild haymaker through the sky, and you're like, that's to you. I'm throwing, I'm not blowing a kiss at you. I'm throwing a punch in your direction. Um, and uh, am I, do I hate Spain, uh, the team? No, but I'm pulling for Croatia in this. Uh, Croatia, of course, uh, made it to the World Cup final uh, last time around, so they're definitely no slouch with Luka Modric of Tottenham and Real Madrid pulling the strings. All right, we have another hour to go. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Nearly a dozen people are confirmed dead and more than 150 remain missing from the collapsed condo building in Surfside, Florida, a suburb of Miami. Families of the missing visited the scene Sunday as rescuers kept digging through the rubble, giving hope that someone could yet be alive somewhere underneath the broken concrete and twisted metal. Mayor Charles Burkett, Sunday on NBC News. We are going to continue looking for our residents and pulling them out until we get everybody out of that rubble. That's all we're doing. A 2018 report may have exposed the faults of the building. We're now doing a really deep dive into the documentation, into the communications um, that had been had over the years with that particular building. A Pentagon spokesman said strikes were launched at operational and weapons storage facilities at three locations in Iraq and Syria Sunday evening in retaliation for drone strikes at U.S. military personnel in recent days. 
USA Radio News. If you're tired of the old cable news, you now have a choice. It's Newsmax TV. More than 40 million Americans are tuning in, making Newsmax the fastest-growing cable news channel in America. Every minute, every day, Newsmax gives you the real news you can trust with top analysts, hosts, and guests like Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Dick Morris, Nancy Brinker, Mike Reagan, Rudy Giuliani, and so many more. It's easy to watch. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems or get Newsmax free on streaming platforms like Roku, Zumo, Pluto, YouTube, and most smart TVs like Samsung Plus and LG. Remember, Newsmax is different than most cable news networks. You can get it for free on your smartphone, so download the Newsmax app and start watching right now. Join the Newsmax revolution and get us everywhere. Online at Newsmax.com, on your cable channel, your smart TV, and your smartphone. Because when news breaks, you need a trusted source. It's Newsmax. A woman holding a sign as the Tour de France bicycle race got underway caused a major crash. She then fled the scene and is now the subject of a manhunt. Brad Bernards from the West Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. The fan who inadvertently caused a major pileup on the first day of the Tour de France could be facing a jail term as police have launched their search for the culprit. Jumbo Vista cyclist Tony Martin was on the right-hand side of the pack as they raced away from the starting line and could do little to avoid the fan who was facing away from the group and showing the sign to the passing cameras. Anywhere behind Tony Martin and to his left, most likely you're going to go down. You really don't have a chance. Road is super narrow. You see his crash there. And the domino effect just spreads it all the way across and closes this road down. So the guys from the back, along with the ditch on the right and left side of the road, there's no place to go. You just have to go right into the pile. Sound courtesy of NBC Sports. From the West Texas USA Radio Newsroom, I'm Brad Bernards. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the healthy bone and joint pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. The Delta variant of COVID-19 has hit about 20% of unvaccinated Americans. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau explains. The Delta variant of the coronavirus continues to spread through the U.S., where more than 20% of new cases are of that strain. That number is significantly higher in the U.K., where the variant became the dominant strain a few weeks ago, and now 99% of new cases are of the Delta variant. But new case numbers there are not as high as in past surges, and the majority of hospitalizations are occurring in unvaccinated people. Former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb believes the U.S. will have a similar experience with the variant. He tells CBS's Face the Nation that areas of the country with low vaccination rates could see dense outbreaks. The experience in the U.S. is likely to be similar. We have a population that also has a lot of immunity in it through both vaccination and prior infection. But there are social compartments in the U.S., both geographic and social compartments, where you have under-vaccination and you don't have a lot of immunity in the population. It's particularly rural parts in the South, particularly. You're seeing what's happening in Missouri right now, where about 60 percent of the infections are the Delta variant. And so that's a reflection of the fact that you have parts of the United States States where we don't have a lot of vaccination and we also don't have a lot of prior infection. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. In the best of seven series, game one of hockey Stanley Cup final is Monday night from Tampa, Florida. This year, the Montreal Canadiens and Tampa Bay Lightning are the best in the land. I'm Lance Pry. Thanks for listening.
This is USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you. Got another hour together. We got open lines until 1140. We'll bring in another author. Tom Brady today. Um, well, he was on HBO's The Shop, whatever that is. And he said that uh, 90% of what he says in press conferences isn't exactly what he's thinking. And uh, he says he never rarely, uh, or he ever rarely candidly answers any question. But uh, he did say that he was so impressed with Marshawn Lynch's performance at Media Day at Super Bowl 15 that he wants to pull off his own version of I am just here so I don't get fined. He said, did Brady, Marshawn Lynch, that was the most beautiful thing. I'm just here so I won't get fined. He put no mental energy into any question, and he didn't get fined for that. It was a very hard thing to do, and there are so many times where I was like, I wish I could just go, I'm just here so I won't get fined. I've said that 50 times, and I've never done it. One day I'll do it before I retire. So Brady pulling that off in a press conference would be a completely different reaction. Everybody would laugh. Tom Brady would have... A smile on his face, or if he did, he'd have a stone face, and everybody would know that he was just mugging. But, uh, yeah, that was... (laughs) uh, I mean, Lynch, if you want to count, how many times they say, I'm just here so I won't get fined, he did that 29 times. And you think about uh, Tom Brady and all the records he holds, he needs to go 30 times to break that record. But here's the other thing. Uh, Marshawn Lynch trademarked the phrase five years ago. So um, I guess you can't say it. There are actually two things I'm not allowed to say or I will be sued or sports byline can get sued and uh, that any radio host can say in America, which I think is stupid. There's freedom of speech. And uh, I kind of feel like saying them. All right. I went. No, I won't. All right. (laughs) It's not worth the hassle. 
people listening. Did he say it? Did he say it? Did he say it? I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760. 800-306-1760. 800-306-1760. 800-306-1760. That's 800-306-1760. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that. Hour three underway, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. As far as extra time, we're not even through the first half of extra time, and Spain have already scored twice. We'll see about the second one. It might come back on VAR. Um, 
but it sort of reminds me of the World Cup semifinal in 1992 between Germany and France. Spain, uh, France immediately scored two in extra time. And Germany looked done and dusted kaput, and they were still able to, uh, to win that game. 1-800-878-PLAY as the lines are open. <clears throat> All right. Um, you know, it's funny. I was saying um, last week I actually sang the national anthem at a Pioneer League baseball game. And uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, it's a good time. For a lot of people, they're not down with the anthem, which is their right. And American hammer thrower Gwen Berry felt forced to explain her actions during the national anthem on Saturday after we saw the uh, TV footage of her facing away from the flag while she was on the podium. This was at the United States Olympic track and field uh, trials. And Barry is uh, African-American and very uh, outspoken about racial injustice in these United States. And she said that she felt like she was set up. The quote is, I was pissed, to be honest. They said they were going to play it before we walked out. Then they played it when we were out there. I really don't want to talk about the anthem because that's not important. The anthem doesn't speak for me. It never has. So um, she was receiving her bronze medal at the time of the song. Then she sort of fidgeted. And then she turned around, and at the end of the song, she lifted up a T-shirt that said activist athlete on it and put it over her head. And those in attendance hardly seemed to notice and didn't react much. It wasn't until the images... It's sort of like when Kaepernick kneeled, no one in the stadium cared or noticed. It's only when it went out on TV that people started to lose their S. And... You could see the first-place finisher, Deanna Price, and the silver medalist, Brooke Anderson, had their hands over their hearts, and then Barry had her back turned. And so Barry said, My purpose and my mission is bigger than sports. I'm here to represent those who died due to systemic racism. That's the important part. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm here today. End quote. So Barry has made symbolic protests during the play of the National Anthem before she raised her fist after winning the Pan Am Games in 2019. And as for accusations that she was set up, I think it is worth noting that a spokeswoman uh, for the United States National Track and Field Commission gave the following comment. The National Anthem was scheduled to play at 5.20 p.m. today. We did not wait until the athletes were on the podium for the Hammer Throw Awards. The National Anthem is played every day according to a previously published schedule. And um, so, uh, which is kind of weird in a way, I have to say, uh, that they would play it out of the blue. Obviously, you're not going to play it when you win the gold medal because everybody's American. But the other thing is... um, you know, as I said, Gwen Berry is her own person and she can do what she wants. As I said, she's not breaking any laws. She's not hurting anybody physically. Um, but a lot of times I think, too, when, uh, you know, an overreaction can look weird. Maybe you think she overreacted uh, or not. But 
we're we're getting very close to the time where we're just not going to play the the national anthem uh, before sports. Uh, I just I keep thinking we're getting closer and and closer to and other countries they will, but uh, they'll they'll keep doing it uh, in other countries, but probably not here. I don't know. I think we're getting very much closer to that. One eight hundred eight seven eight play. Now I mentioned uh, Japan going through some uh, problems now because of the uh, some African athletes testing positive for COVID nineteen, and today the emperor of Japan, Naruhito. Yes, they still have an emperor, not Hirohito. Naruhito. He says he is extremely worried about the Olympics and the potential spread of COVID nineteen. And he's called the Grand Steward of the Imperial Household. And um, one of his spokespersons, Yasuhiko Nishimura, said, quote, His Majesty is extremely worried about the current situation of the COVID-19 infections. While there are voices of unease among the public, I believe the Emperor is concerned that holding the Olympics and Paralympics may lead to the expansion of the infections, end quote. So the Olympics are coming up. In less than a month, July 23rd, obviously thousands of athletes, officials, uh, many journalists have been let in, no foreign fans. The prime minister, the real leader of Japan, Yoshihida Suga, uh, recently lifted the state of emergency in Tokyo, which had been in place since April. But uh, you might have seen the Pacific Rim. Sydney, Australia has gone into a two-week lockdown. They have a lockdown now in Darwin, Australia as well. And uh, today, I believe in Japan, they said that they had over 300 new cases, um, which was uh, 200-something the day before that, so they're going up. And Nishimura added that uh, he wants Olympic organizers to, quote, take every possible antivirus measure so as not to cause the spread of affections at the Olympics and Paralympics where the emperor serves the honorary patron. Now, it's worth noting that, yeah, Naruhito has uh, influence, but he doesn't have any power to postpone or cancel these games. Suga, Suge Knight, I call him, Suga does have that power, and he has maintained his stance that the Olympics must go on despite pressure from health officials and the public. Now, it's always easy to take pot shots at people who, when you think they're putting the public health Uh, or sports and money above the public health. And there have been plenty of times where that's true. The Tokyo Olympics are an easy target. But on the other hand, if the athletes are vaxxed, I mean, we've already put this off for a year. If the athletes are vaxxed and there's no, uh, there are going to be no fans at the uh, venues, um, I don't see why it should be canceled. Now, here's the thing. I am not a health official. (laughs) I'm not a health expert any way, shape, or form. But, um, I mean, you could say this is a city of millions and millions and millions of people in the metropolitan area, and they had 300 new cases. Uh, you know, if there was no vaccine, I would say, yes, you should cancel them. But uh, there is a vaccine. And as I was saying before, you know, the headlines of, oh, looks like 4th of July, we're not going to reach our goal. That has nothing to do with... Uh, our politicians, whatever state you're in, because we're at the point where if you, if you want a vax, you're going to have it. 
So we're at the point now, if you don't want a vaccine, you don't want it. And as I said, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you don't want one, you don't want one. Um, but uh, it would be a lot easier if everybody... <laughs> I just think it's funny. If you're anti-vax, you should be all vax anti. I mean, right? Like polio, measles, smallpox, everything. Why, why would you pick and choose? Mm, I'll take this vaccine, but not that vaccine. That's the thing that I find just absolutely the stupidity on wheels. You know, if you're like, look, I don't take aspirin, I don't, I don't take penicillin, I don't take, you know, ibuprofen. But it's like, mm, these, these, yes, but not that vaccine. <laughs> I would like to meet that guy. Actually, I wouldn't want to meet that guy. He sounds pretty stupid. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. I'm a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-251-7460. 800-251-7460. 800-251-7460. That's 800-251-7460. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. Ah, it hurts my feelings. Uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast. Croatia needs to come up with uh, two goals in about eight minutes here. They're going out to Spain. Remember the talk about the national anthem and kneeling and Ditka. Mini bears, 21, Ditka's five. Mike Ditka didn't like it too much. By the way, when you're taking off Luka Modric, that I don't know how much that helps your team. But anyway, that's what Croatia's just done. But uh, we talked about this last week where the beers were saying, yeah, maybe we want to move to the suburbs. And the mayor of Chicago was like, yeah, Lori Lightfoot. How about that? Sundown, you better ticker. Oh, wait, that's Gordon Lightfoot. And the ship, it went down, and they all drowned like rats in their lungs. They filled up with water. Uh, she said, the bears are locked. I like that word. Locked into a lease at Soldier Field until 2033. Aha. And she said, in addition, this announcement from the bears comes in the midst of negotiations for improvements at Soldier Field. This is clearly a negotiating tactic that the bears have used before. Well, Ditka. Ditka was asked about it. What do you think, Mike? He told the Daily Herald, quote, the Chicago Bears belong in the city of Chicago. That's it. Call me an old timer. Call me a traditionalist, whatever. They're a Chicago institution, and that should be the end of it. I agree with him. I do. But in addition towards the Chicago building, uh, maybe a, uh, a new stadium, all options are on the table for a new facility because if the city wants to host a Super Bowl, you have to have a stadium with a roof. You just have to now. I mean, why would they build a stadium with a roof in Arizona? Why would they build a stadium with a roof in Los Angeles? It's because they want a Super Bowl. And Ditka said, you want to tell me that a team coming up from a warm weather climate isn't giving away a significant advantage to try and play in cold and rain and it's Chicago December or January? You can't practice for that kind of weather. You can't simulate it. You've got to be in it. Chicago Bears football weather is a great part of the team's legacy. All that legacy in Chicago and my life has been outdoors. 
And yeah, he's right. And that is true. And you know, when the United States plays Mexico, they figured they found out last month that playing in Denver is not far enough away from Mexico. They usually would play at Foxborough or Columbus. And they try to play them in the fall <laughs> because they figured that's a lot farther trip and you're going to have the cold and the rain. So uh, with the lease lasting 12 more years, I don't know how the beers are going to be getting out of that. Now, speaking of the, uh, the NFC and old school teams, NFL teams were told that they can begin wearing throwback uniforms again starting in 2022. But one uh, franchise has already put the kibosh on the return of one throw uh, throwback jersey, all thanks to the fine print of the NFL. The Eagles have submitted to the league their uniform selection for 2022 as the NFL deadline for next year's uniform attire has passed already. Philadelphia will be wearing black, which they have used before in 03, 07, 10, and 11. Everybody wants to use black. The funny thing is, is because black sells. Everybody wants to be the Raiders. The Niners at one point had a black jersey, which my, my friend the Niner fan hated. Stanford is the most laughable team to wear black. Because there's nothing tough about an elitist school full of nerds. Uh, <laughs> Rick, say that to Richard Sherman. So uh, a lot of teams face a similar issue like the Eagles since they didn't have enough ample time to submit to the league a throwback uniform knowing the NFL was going to approve the use of the alternate helmet. So if a team wasn't already planning to throw uh, um, a, a throwback jersey, they can't add it. The Buccaneers could be one of the first teams to reintroduce the throwback uniform in 2022. They submitted their creamsicle throwbacks, the alternate helmets too. The Broncos already have an orange throwback jersey with the navy blue helmet, all the stuff that, of course, they wore for 30 years, and they could reintroduce that uh, as, as soon as next year. The Cowboys and the Falcons already have their throwback uniforms in the cycle they need to resubmit the Cowboys' white helmet and the Falcons' red helmet. But as for the majority of the teams with popular throwback uniforms, they're in the same dilemma as the Eagles. And apparently the Seahawks will have to wait till 2023. The Patriots will have to wait till 2023. Um, now, all of this you might say, is this really worth talking about? Well, for me it is, is I always care <laughs> about uniforms. It always bugs me. I I think a lot of it had to do not just with aesthetics, but my freshman football coach in 1979, Coach Grant, Jimmy Carter was president. And he always said, you play like you practice. In other words, if you dog it in practice, I'm not going to play you because I'll just figure you dog it in the game. If you hustle like hell in practice, I figure you'll do it in the game, so you might play. But he always said, if you look good – and you think you look good, you'll play better than if you think you look slobby or, you know, just slovenly. And I guess it's the same thing. But <laughs> I always kind of found that to be a little bit true. Now you'd say, I mean, Jim Burt was probably one of the most ridiculous-looking football players you've ever seen in your life, and it didn't hurt him from being a, uh, a star player uh, in the NFL. 
Spain now toying with Croatia and just hitting one off the post. And, uh, yeah, this game is done. Got 30 seconds left. Um, anyway, Rick, pay attention. I, it, it does, it does bug me sometimes when I see this stuff and I'll, I'll never forget when, uh, Jed DeBartle and Jed DeBartolo, Eddie DeBartolo held up the new 49er helmet and this was in the late eighties and it said 49ers on the head, no more SF. It just said 49ers kind of like in soccer script with a line down the middle of it. And the whole entire helmet was the number 49 and then ERS. And he held up the helmet and he said, this is the way forward. We're getting rid of that old helmet. It's so antiquated. We're a dynasty. We need to get a new look. And everyone immediately threw up. (laughs) And some people thought it was a marketing ploy. Uh, It's sort of like um, New Coke. People thought that was a marketing ploy, which I don't think so. By the way, they got Bill Cosby to do that. If you don't remember in the 80s, they said, yeah, Coke's been around for 100 years. Uh, It needs a new taste. And this is the new Coke. And old Cokes, they started going on auction for ridiculous amounts of money. And then they said, okay, we'll make Coke classic. That's what they were going to call it, the old Coke. And then they go, all right, new Coke is out. It's stupid. But for me, the uniforms, I mean, like the the Raiders with their white jerseys with the silver numbers, which you can barely see, I've always liked the fact that the Raiders wear the same helmets no matter what. There's no home and away. But the thing that I love most about the Raiders outside of their color scheme, logo, and just uniforms in general is that they don't say Raiders on the jersey. Now, you might say, well, it does say Raiders on the helmet. And I said, that's true. But it's not cookie cutter. You should be able to look at a team and know who you're looking at. Now, when I talk about the Steelers, they have those horrible bumblebee outfits. Uh, The Packers have those all-black uniforms that they were wearing with the black helmets and stuff. Um, But, yeah, if you – I I figured – like I said, you can be ugly and still still do well. But all these things about alternate helmets – it's, uh, it's a little bit dumb. And I remember in the uh, early 90s when we started going to home and away hats in baseball. And I think, how could that be possible? Home and away hats? And then a different hat for batting practice. Now we have like 12 different hats a year. Father's Day, Mother's Day, Veterans Day, St. Patrick's Day, and spring training, the whole thing. But there were two teams who said, we'll never do that, the Yankees and the Giants. They go, the Giants said, we've got the all-black hat, and that's just the way it is. And then came Orange Fridays. Look, I don't don't mind them giving in. It's sort of like Barcelona. They said, we will never, ever, ever, ever have a sponsor besmirching our beautiful kit, even though they could make tens of millions of dollars. So then they finally put UNICEF. We're going to use it for charity. And all of a sudden they said Rakuten. What the hell did Rakuten pay to get on (laughs) Barcelona kit. All right. I'll stop rambling. We'll come back and we will talk to Kelly Wade on the other side.
airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast-to-coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show author Kelly Wade. She has a book called Warren the Professor Johnson, and uh, this has to uh, um, take a look at, and by the way, it's from Cartech Books, 
and uh, Warren Johnson, one of the most prolific engine builders and racers ever to compete in the ultra-competitive pro-stock category of drag racing. Kelly, welcome to the show. What was it about all forms of drag racing that just grabbed you? Was it day one, or was it an acquired taste? Well, uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, from the beginning, I was raised in Southern California, so that's the hotbed of, you know, of drag racing truly and so I think it was sort of ingrained in me at a young age but I really didn't come into the world of drag racing um as a profession until 2007 and then yes it absolutely just kind of seized me and I think a lot of that had to do with um it's such a, a it's a visceral sport you feel it and if you're not at a race it's really hard to understand um, and, and be into it, to be honest, because when you're when you're at the event, you can feel it, you can smell it. You, you, it it's it's just incredible. And once you're there, you're just m- most people, I would say, become quickly addicted. So, if you would, for us neophytes, pro stock, which is sort of, I would guess, the most techno- technologically advanced stock eliminator, super stock. What are what are the sort of nuances of those categories? Right, so pro stock cars are the professional version of uh, stock and super stock. So they're fa- pro stock is factory hot rods. Um, they're naturally aspirated. Uh, previously, they ran um, on carburetors up until 2016 when they switched over to electronic fuel injection. So then stepping down from the pro stock professional series, you get into the Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series a section of an uh, NHRA, and that is um, the stock and super stock cars. They're really it's a they're classes of muscle cars. So when you see the super stockers, those come up to the starting line, and quite often you'll see really wicked awesome wheel stands coming out of these cars. And then stock eliminators are just um, more of the same. And the, and those classes actually like pro stock. It really comes down to driver capability in a way that they have to be so incredibly precise and the runs are timed, you know, from their starting, their starting line reactions all the way through every increment down the racetrack until they get to that finish line stripe. And those numbers have to add up to a very as tight as can be margin. So this isn't the case of like in the nitro cars, which are also cool. It's just a completely different situation. The nitro cars like top fuel and funny car, those are just, thunderously massive you know powerful beings and these are like super precise every shift point has to be exact um so so that's a little bit of the difference there oh very well said thank you uh let's talk about warren the professor johnson where where would drag racing be without him because he basically invented the engine everybody uses right (laughs) he did uh, I don't know if invented is the right word, but he definitely finessed it and, and made the DRCE 1, 2, and 3. He brought those to life and just really gave them um, everything that they needed to be extremely uh, successful pieces of machinery. So uh, he is he is an engineer as well as a driver and a tuner and all of that. He, ha- he has it all. Um, so I think, yes, ProStock would have progressed. Uh, but he definitely made an impact in accelerating um, a- accelerating the competition. And correct me if I'm wrong, his crew is basically his wife and his son. I mean, it's a family affair, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always from the beginning been Warren Johnson, his wife Arlene, and their son Kurt Johnson, who is an extremely uh, – he's, he's a very, very, very good driver as well in the pro stock category. 
Um, and he also runs the dyno at the shop and things like that. But they also have always had, you know, a couple of people who would come on and work with them. And so it's so there's a the base. It's always been them as a crew. And in the beginning, it was really just them. And then through the years, they were able to add on different folks, including Greg Anderson, who is right now running very close to trying to tie Warren Johnson's record as the most winning driver in all of pro stock. So he was a protege. He came in under Warren Johnson's wing and, and learned so much from him. So, I mean, in a way, going back to your previous question, he really had such a gigantic impact on the world of pro stock because not only did, you know, Kurt, his son and Greg Anderson um, become incredible racers under his, his um, education, but he, but, you know, Greg now, he with all of those wins and all of this time in the sport that he's had, he's had the opportunity to bring new drivers in and work with them as well, including Dallas Glenn, who's like a rookie this year, who's really in the running for Rookie of the Year. So it's really cool to see that influence kind of passed on. A couple more questions for Kelly Wade, uh, her book, uh, Warren, the Professor Johnson. Um, I, I know that some people think there's been some controversy to his career. What what would maybe be some of the controversies uh, surrounding the professor? Hmm, controversy is an interesting way way to put it. Um, I I do know that you know as we said in the book that he's comfortable with you know con- controversy if we want to call it that. But he's been the guy who has really he's never he's not a rule breaker. He doesn't, you know, he hasn't been somebody who's been in that, um, you know, in a negative way doing things that were bad for the class, but he was always pushing boundaries. And so because of that, that's how the, you know, it's, it's um, research and development is part of it. And, you know, he, he, he would say, um, it's not, if it's not in the rule book that we can't do it, you know, where's, where's that gray area where we can like really learn and push and grow and rules were changed over time, you know, so that the class could grow and expand and be more um, successful. So that's sort of the controversial nature. And everybody was always sort of trying to see what he was doing. Like there's one story where he, you know, he caught a couple of guys on another, on another team, like laying on the, under the trailer, looking under it and trying to see what headers he had on the car. And, <laughs> you know, people trying to take photos of the manifold from a distance and all, just all kinds of things, trying to figure out, you know, what edge does Warren Johnson have right now and how can we get it? And, and, I mean, another piece of that controversial um, puzzle is that he speaks his mind. And, you know, he would, if something wasn't right, he would talk about it. And, and I mean, he's very matter-of-fact about it. He was always, you know, this is what it is. And sometimes he'd be a little bit fired up. But, but he was honest. And because of that, things did get changed in a positive manner. Now, of course... Warren Johnson is still with us, and he has signed copies of this book. So this is not an unauthorized book, an account of his life that uh, he does not like. So what was that like working in tandem with him to, I mean, did did he have editorial uh, power, or did he just say, do me right, and then I'll read it when it comes out? Yeah, um, he he did get to look at the book before it went to print. Um, But he and I worked really closely together, and it wasn't just, you know, Warren Johnson, it was Arlene Johnson as well, and she had an extensive, you know, archive of photographs. We got, we have many beautiful photos in the book, which hopefully you'll see or have seen, um, that came from many professional photographers over the years. But Arlene Johnson's archives were incredible. Just the personal behind-the-scenes stuff was awesome. But he really gave me a lot of freedom, uh, you know, to intrude in their lives. 
So I would go down to their shop and I would stay with them and do we'd do interviews over dinner and things like that. And he and I did have a rapport before because I was a writer for National Dragster for a couple of years beginning in 2007. National Dragster is the official magazine of the NHRA. So I covered postdoc as a beat. So I did know him and have a working relationship with him prior to being asked to write this book. Um, and, and I think that really helped a lot that we knew each other and had a certain comfort level. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, I pretty, think that's it. <laughs> was there, was it the kind of thing too, where you see a lot where the, like the, the, the husband will say, well, I remember when, and then the wife would go, nope, nope, you got it wrong. That's not what, <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> You know what's funny about that is that did happen, but it happened more the other way <laughs> where Arlene and I would be talking and, and Warren would say, well, I think it was 1972 and that actually, you know, and, but, but, but yeah, and, that, and they have a neat dynamic. They're together all the time and they always have been together all the time. But when I say that, I don't mean they're sitting in the same room all day. They're at the shop, but they work in two totally different areas, but then they go to dinner together, you know, and, and it's really neat. Their, their relationship is very unique. Um, and that they can spend all that time together and still be married after all these years. <laughs> Did you, you know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that you have had such a long successful career writing for all these magazines and, and websites, because, you know, I know a lot of women who cover, you know, baseball and the NFL and the NBA and, and I've been working in broadcasting over 30 years, and I know it's sometimes it's not an, an, an easy road, to say the least. Um, how was it for you that to be an aficionado? Did sometimes men get mad that you actually do know more than they do on this topic? You know, I drag racing is very unique. Um, a long, long time ago, uh, women broke ground here and made just such a tremendous, smooth path for all of us you know, today. So you're talking about Cha-Cha Muldowney. Yeah. Shirley Muldowney is definitely <laughs> one of them. Judy Lilly in the Mopar, uh, you know, Shirley Tehan. There are so many women who are, we're talking in the sixties and seventies really did laid laid the foundation for us. So I personally have not ever had mm. a problem and I've really been, um, and part of that, I, I mean, I'm, I recognize that part of that is my enthusiasm, mm-hmm. but I am very excited and very appreciative of where I, where I am, where I get to be. Uh, but, but truly I think that it isn't, this is not a sport where women struggle and even in, in the field of writing, and this is just my experience. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. I know that other sure. women may have had other experiences, but for me, it's always been, I don't want to say easy, but it has not been the same struggle that I've recognized that other women have had to battle in other sports. Very interesting. Last question for you. Um, we know in a sport like this where it's basically a rocket ship on the ground that sometimes parts, things can fly off, parachutes don't deploy, what have you. Have you ever been in harm's way covering this sport at all? No, I have never been in harm's way covering this sport. Uh, we have, within an HRA, there, there is a very large staff of folks who are First of all, we all sign a waiver and say we understand that this is a dangerous sport because there is no way around it. Obviously, it is. But mm-hmm. but me personally, um, you know, no, I have not. I've been at, on the starting line many, many, many times. But you know where where you're supposed to be, and those are the safe zones. So as long as you're following the rules, as long as you are paying attention, never take your eyes off a race car that's on the racetrack, obviously, um, you, you you will be okay, but you really, really, really have to respect um, where you're supposed to be and when. And and so, no, I have not been in harm's way. 
Very cool. The name of the book, of course, Warren the Professor Johnson. You can pick it up, cartechbooks.com. We've been speaking with the author, Kelly Wade. Kelly, congratulations on the book and your career, and thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. Good stuff. I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Byline. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. 
you know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you perfect. get at it. Just like, you know, you Anything. didn't become this excellent at radio overnight. You Thank know, you. you know exactly when to say we got one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Because I'm so good looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Must be crazy. Use a DOG. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. Uh, I thank you for that. And uh, we got a couple minutes left. I was talking about the uh, the home run derby, and um, of course the news cycle went around to the people who will not be participating. Right. I talked about Shohei Otani. He's in. Woohoo. Um. And Pete Alonzo, he's in. Cool. He'll he'll keep his uh, title. Well, over the weekend, we heard that Trey Mancini, who I remember one time I walked with him down the tunnel when he got hurt at the Coliseum. He ended up getting cancer. He's come back from that, thankfully, of the Orioles. He'll participate. And now Trevor Story is in. And that makes sense. It's his home field. And he confirmed it with a tweet today saying, can't wait to compete in the 2021 Home Run Derby. Denver, let's goo. I think it means go, but it looks like goo. And um, listen, he has nine home runs this year, which isn't great, but it's all right. But I mean, Vlad's not going to be in it. No Aaron Judge, no Tatis. He said my shoulder. So, yeah, they're out. But has a player ever wanted in his home stadium? Yeah, I remember Todd Frazier in Cincinnati with his brother pitching. Uh, Bryce Harper won it uh, as well with the Nats in their stadium. And I remember Ryan Sandberg with the Cubbies um, did it in his home stadium uh, as well. And I would like to see it. I always think the home run derby should just be one round. You know, 10 outs, as many swings as you want. And then no one can complain. Remember when Josh Hamilton had to go back again and then the rest of the year? uh, Or Bobby Abreu was leading the bigs. And home runs, and then the second half, what do you have, two home runs, literally? Just go once. And so, you know, then Chris Berman doesn't have to go back, 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 500 times. I think it would probably work better that way. All right, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back with another edition at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Coming up next, guess what it is? It's Sports Talk. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.